Hey guys, it's Bridget and I'm back with another episode of My Best Vintage Life. Today I have a special host with me. The Three-time host! I was going to say the one, the only, but you cut me off. They already know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have Art Bazarcadia with me. Well, maybe it's a new listener and they won't know who you are. If you want to know more about who Art is, I suggest you go back and listen to the previous two episodes that he did with me. He will be an occasional host on the show. And especially today because we're talking about... Denim. Denim. Dun, 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 dun. So before we start, I just wanted to say if you missed the Instagram stories of our recent buying trip, those are saved in my highlights on my profile. So they'll be there perpetually for you to watch. And the Instagram account is at my best vintage life podcast. And we both Art and I just wanted to say thank you for all the questions that you sent us both before the trip and during the trip. Yeah, that made it fun. Yeah, it made the trip fun and it made the trip go by quick. Not that there's not beautiful scenery to look at and not that there weren't plenty of delicious treats for the trip that I packed. Sounds like you're talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually talking about cheese curls, which Art has told me is actually not a saying on the West Coast. I call them cheese curls. No curls. We have puffs and poofs. What about doodles? That's for kids to draw. Okay. Doodle me this. Well, anyways, (laughs) it was a great trip. Thanks for all your questions. Check it out on Instagram. Follow along on Instagram. Great content there. Yeah, remember, we're also going to be putting some pictures of some of the finds. Yes. So that way you guys can kind of see what we did. And believe it or not, the entire container has been processed and sorted. Yes. And we're also going to be posting some denim imagery to go along with what we're talking about today. Um, I feel like it's really hard to kind of put an image to the things we're talking about. Not everything, but some stuff today. So I think the best thing would be to um, to post some imagery to go along yeah, with I think the discussion. It helps with retention. Sometimes if you see it, hear it, and obviously you can't feel it, but it'll help. Yes. Or actually lead you to ask more questions, which True. is also very good. So today, my um, my um I have an obsession at the moment. I didn't do one before our trip. Um, so I, I don't know. Did I? Did I do one on our trip? Yeah. What did I do? Food. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm always obsessed with food. But my obsession at the moment, and I'm never paid for any of these guys, so I don't think this is a paid advertisement, but my obsession at the moment is Nutrafol. It's um, hair wellness from within. It is an all-natural hair supplement to help your hair grow and come in thicker. Unfortunately, I was not born with good hair genes, and I have pretty thin hair. I have thin hair, but I have a lot of it, so my goal is to grow it in thicker. Um, So you take four capsules a day, and they recommend you do it for at least six months. So I'm starting bottle four now, month four, and I'm going to try to do it for six months to a year just to see the results. So that's my obsession at the moment. You can find it online. They're on Instagram. It is a little expensive, um, but I think it's worth it if you're unhappy with your hair. There's only so much you can do to grow your hair. So Have you seen any results already? I have, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then it's working. Yeah. Um, I've been taking, like, those before and after pictures. Of course you are. And the area where it's growing in the most is, like, on my, like, near my temples, like, baby hairs. I feel like a lot of girls have that issue where that hair isn't super um, thick. So that's where I'm seeing the most growth. Ah, uh, your generation had that problem because of the forceps. 
That's where they used to squeeze the kids' I heads. Yeah, I didn't get pulled out with forceps. That's oh. disgusting. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> God. Back to denim! Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So I have some questions for you, my okay. dear friend. Yes. Um, I thought we should start off with you telling me about your first experience with denim. I was a wee lad. I had denim diapers. No, just kidding. Uh, my first experience with denim would be, let's see, let's see. Okay. We went to visit my parents in Vegas. So I barely started the business. I was still in chiropractic school and we went to visit my parents, me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And we were looking for Jordans at the time we knew, okay, you know, we could sell shoes. So we went to a yard sale and looking for shoes, but we ended up finding Levi's. We're like, all right, we'll buy them. They're a buck. So we bought about 20 to 25 pairs come back when we're ready to sell our shoes at this place in Redondo Beach and next thing you know some guy came up and bought all our pants for 25 bucks each so I was like wow that was a quick hit yeah. so that would be our my first time actually selling denim okay. and it always stuck with me because it was like man this denim thing is easier than the shoes and after that did you transition from shoes to denim no we kept it going both kept of them going. Yeah, it. we just slowly added to the repertoire of our knowledge base okay what would you say is the oldest denim item you have ever found? And it doesn't have to be pants. It could be a jacket, overalls. Oldest. Probably workwear. A pair of workwear pants that had buttons all around the side, had a buckle back. Mm -hmm. It was probably pre-1900, 1880s, 1890s. But, see, a lot of the times things weren't branded then unless you were a big company. So it was a no-brander. No Okay. So, like, no no tags or anything? No tags. Uh, just uh, wreath buttons and then rivets. So that's how you can tell a lot of times the age of something. If it's riveted, the materials they use in the construction, how they use to make seams. So I think we should definitely post an image of wreath buttons. Yeah, we have some pants Maybe here. we'll do, we'll, we'll save this in a highlight section, denim guide. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. Yeah, if there's anybody to learn from, it's art. Okay, and you sold that piece? Yeah, way too cheap because, you know, looking back, of course, you know, yeah. hindsight is the best. Uh, but yeah, we sold it cheap. We sold it for about half what it was worth. You know, instead of getting like two grand, we got a thousand, but at the same time, you paid two bucks, so what's the matter? Yeah, right? no, that's a really Move good, on. <laughs> really good profit. What would you say are the current trends in denim that you see? And I'm not necessarily necessarily saying fashion-based trends but just a trend in the sense of like what's rising what's falling oh for men it's kind of nice that they're going back to men's pants instead of skinny girl pants that's <laughs> yeah. one thing skinny jeans yeah whatever you want to call them. yeah rest yeah, in horrible. peace rest in peace do not resurrect <laughs> no and no bling no men should not wear oh, bling oh god yes so this i'm glad true kind of... religion is burning yes no we um I had a lively conversation on my Instagram feed with people about trends that they wish had never existed or I can't remember or no the worst trend that ever existed and someone definitely brought up like the denim with the you know embroidery is that your phone no yes can you put it on silent I did well it's still vibrating well vibrates different than silent okay <laughs> um, oh, okay sorry go back trends. to trends yes trends. let's talk about instead of the bad let's talk about what's the good baggy stuff right now baggy things are in a little bit what we're seeing with japan is 
uh, the 550s, the silver tabs, wider legs, uh, stovepipe style, and also boot cuts back. Yeah. yeah. So that is equivalent to the 517 yeah, for people out there Levi's, that are listening. Yeah. And flares are coming back in Japan. So, so like a 646 or not six, that four, wide? 646s, 684s. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Those cuts. And again, it doesn't have to be Levi's. Wrangler made some beautiful ones and so did Lee. Well, we're talking about Japan, but what about here? Here? I feel like the, the the 550s are really strong here, too, and Still, Silver Tab. I agree. Yeah, and I mean, everybody loves the 501, 505. Yeah, yeah, but 501s have taken a little bit of a backseat from our normal small shop owners. Yeah. and But the, the main big buyers are still sticking with it because they repurpose, re, you know, rework it into a different cut anyway. Okay. What is your favorite denim brand? Not necessarily to wear, but just in general. Does it have to be a brand? Well, I mean, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> well, I love military denim. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's so, a genre. But that that only lasted from late 1800s all the way until the early 40s. I love military denim. I mean, everyone thinks about it as the, oh, Navy dungarees because they're denim. But prior to that, they also made jackets, uh, pullover shirts with, like, best pocket placement. And the quality of the denim is unreal. It's cone denim, which is North Carolina, best denim you could possibly have. Unfortunately, they're no longer in business. Yeah. So that's why everyone's trying to buy up the old Levi's stock, because that's the last of the cone denim. Okay. Can you explain what cone denim means? It's a manufacturer. Right. And they used uh, high-quality thread, cotton, everything was USA. And then when it washes, that's the true indigo. Right. Um, what would you say is the current state of denim, meaning in terms of it as a resource? What's what's going on? What do you see happening in the future and what's going on currently? Currently, there's a huge emphasis to try to get back to the old denim, and that's the old denim that was manufactured. So we're seeing aggressive pushes by larger companies like Levi's, Reformation, Redone, and even some of the mainstream brands are going into, like, we want the old denim because of the quality. The yeah. way it was constructed, denim now that's made is cr- Ugh, crap. It's so you bad. Know, you wear it twice, you rip the back pocket. Yeah, but it's not even just the cheap stuff. I mean, there are some, and I'm not going to name companies, but there are some companies out there that are charging upwards of $100 for a pair of jeans. And they might be like a 98 to split you know like 98 percent cotton two percent spandex yeah but they're not good quality no no. i don't know where they feel like they can get off charging that much the brand i guess buy the quality not the brand so so many people are like oh i want this brand's jeans they're good right and i'm always kind of like not really you might you might be led to think that because you're charging this they're charging you this high price but i really don't think there are that many people out there that actually make quality denim products no not when we're outsourcing everything okay i think people here have a higher sense of quality control and that's why we have so much surplus yeah but you know companies are trying to save money anywhere they can so unfortunately they sacrifice quality but not us not us never nope (laughs) you don't have to go super in depth but could you describe the sourcing process for denim? It comes on a lot of different levels. There's, um, I mean, 
with good denim, you get what you can get. You don't turn away somebody who's got 10 or 20 pieces, and you don't turn away someone who's got 10,000 pieces. So I've got what I call pickers, people who pick for me locally and in other states, and they'll send me anywhere or bring me anywhere from 20 to 100 pieces each per week, per month, whatever they can get. And they know what I want. Or if they don't, if they come across something, they'll call me and ask me. Then we have larger buys where we have ongoing orders since we have such huge denim needs where we're probably moving anywhere from 80 to 150,000 pieces of denim a year at least. So you always have to be buying. And you'll never, we don't turn down anything that's good. But unfortunately, it's like the percentages of good to bad have gotten worse and worse just because of attrition rates in a, in a sense. You know, there's not much left of the older stuff. So that's why even the big sizes we get because we can resize. So it's a way of uh, saving good quality things by spending a little, little bit of money and then you get a size 36, we can make into a 32. So yeah. that's okay. how we save stuff. Okay. Um. Do you want to describe the resizing process at all or no? Yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah. But I yeah, guess. you just, you know, you're take you're basically deconstructing a jean. You're taking the seams apart, you're taking the waistband off, you're cutting excess material, you're reattaching the waistband so it's slightly shifted and you've narrowed down the thigh area and the leg stays the same. So it's actually a better fit. Well, we're doing this because most of the companies that buy denim from us are buying smaller sizes, and we end up with a surplus of larger sizes that we can't use. So I actually think it was a really genius idea to do it. Why, thank you. Um, You know, obviously we have to put some money into the pairs that we do it to. Nobody's doing it for us for free. It's not exactly an easy sew, but I think think it's worth it. Otherwise, we'd have all this waste. Exactly. That's that's part of, you know... The fun of it is taking something that nobody else wanted and then creating something beautiful and something loves. And personally, the cut is better after the resize than it is prior. Yeah. Okay. What trends do you see coming back in the years to come that maybe aren't current trends at the moment? Acid washed. Acid washed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's time. It's time. Yeah. I I've feel been like... stockpiling and I'm ready. Yeah, I actually, and I have a really good... Um, sample of it saved so we could do it to jeans that aren't acid washed oh sweet yeah it's always good, good to like so well if we find something that we like in terms of like dye or bleach we try to save them um because in the future we can have somebody use that and cre- recreate that look in a large scale so it's always good to have stand we call them standards on hand actually i have that really do you see that one right now that one oh, yeah. i love that one i have I one right too. now hanging on my wall in my office where it's just like bleach on one side of the leg. Um, so that kind of falls in with with acid wash. Who's here? Is somebody here? Yeah, the forklift repairman. I oh. think he just finished. I need to take care of All right, of guys. We have to pause. Hey, guys. We're back. Sorry about that. Yep, I'm back too. <laughs> My forklift's fixed. I'm excited. For now, I feel like it gets fixed every week. Yeah, we use it and it breaks and it, you fix it. Anyways, we were talking about trends. acid wash, trends coming back in denim, acid wash, bleach, anything else? Painter pants. Painter denim pants? Painter denim pants. They're really hard to find, though. Not really. I'm stockpiling them. That's why nobody could find them. Oh, okay. That's what I do. 
I actually cut a pair of uh, painter denim pants, so like painter jeans into shorts, and I think my my dickies are they dickies? Or? Yeah, they're dickies. Yeah. Oh no, I, I have love dickie those on shorts. You. I I love those. I think yeah. they're really good. I'm gonna cut me a pair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Twins. a little shorter, shorter than yours. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like denim jackets kind of like died out, huh? We were like on this denim jacket surge, so oh. I feel like something is coming back. Yeah, I think it might be the baggier jacket, the bigger one, the oversized, like the workwear jacket. Yeah, you no, know? I feel like people buy those consistently, but just like the basic denim trucker, trucker kind of died out. So I'm just thinking, like, what with jackets would be coming back, but you never know. Bomber jackets, denim bombers, no, no, not denim, no. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I mean, they make them, but not a fan. NASCAR jackets. Everybody's always down for a NASCAR jacket. Yeah, denim NASCAR is cool. Yeah. The old Winston always, ones. Yeah, we always sell those well. Um, can you, and if you can't, that's fine. Can you talk about clients that we sell denim to? Oh, we've mentioned them I mean, before. we've mentioned yeah. some before. Do you think there's any that we've forgotten? Um, not really. No? No big companies i mean we also sell denim to levi's yeah which is kind of i feel like counterintuitive it makes sense like i say bigger companies uh, want i mean the it quality. didn't make sense at first to me but i i get it now i don't know if they necessarily have everything they need in their archive either i think maybe they're always looking for no. extra no things i don't to these inspire them no no these aren't archive items because we still get the the Levi's uh, well, designers coming yeah, in and buying I'm pieces. Saying, like, I'm talking about bulk. No, yeah, bulk. Yes, yeah. we do sell to them. But I was just talking about archive in the sense that, like, maybe in their archive they don't have the type of dye or, de like, bleach or wear that they're looking for in their archive. So they go elsewhere to find inspiration. Yes. In their archives, yeah. they don't really have... Uh, have you seen their 80s. archive? I have. Yeah? I've been up there, yeah. Did you have to wear the gloves? Uh, only in one room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I want to go. But I don't want to. No? I don't know if you'd like it. Uh, whatever. I want to go back to school, maybe, for, like, costume history and costume management. But oh, that's I cool. Feel, no, I think I'm just going to write a book instead. I don't know. Okay, now I'm getting, I'm getting off tangent. Getting off tangent. Um, any other clients worth mentioning? We've mentioned Reformation before. Redone. Redone. Redone is a solid, strong company. Yeah. And then there's a gallery department. You guys got to check out gallery department. Beautiful stuff. Uh, some High end. Very high end, but great designs. They're very creative. Combination of uh, new and old. Uh, doing some great things. And yeah. I think that's a brand that's going to be blowing up pretty soon. I mean, I think they already are. I think it's not really well, it's not really my thing, but it's one of those things where like I get why people like it. It's just not really my thing. I gotcha. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you wear denim personally? And if you do, what brands do you wear? Denim purse? No, personally. Oh, personally. <laughs> uh, I. I really. I, I really don't shop. It, I you know when I'm going through our mixes, if I look see something that might fit me, I grab it. <laughs> Um, I love polo. I love Ralph Lauren polo denim. Uh, I've also have Gap. Ralph Lauren. 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 Ralph Lauren. Okay. Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> Every time I say it, 
you correct me. I know, because you're not learning. Not know. learning. I don't know how not to condition lear- you to learn. No conditioning. No, you learn that that's how I say it. Okay, whatever. Um, so it's my podcast. I, you know what? Actually, let me grab my phone. Uh, because I actually asked some questions on Instagram via like the little uh, question sticker on Instagram stories for you. Okay. I don't like denim jackets. No, that's not what... Okay, so I have a question. No, because you asked what I wear, but I'll tell you now, I don't wear denim jackets. Oh, yeah, I couldn't see you on one. No. I'm too long for a trucker. (laughs) Um, I have a question from our dear friend, Joseph Salisbury, a.k.a. Juju. Um, He wants to know, (laughs) what's the proper way to measure the waist of vintage Levi's? Not the way he used to. (laughs) He used to pull them. Like as if he was like stretching oh, it from one end to the other. Picked on. I knew this was gonna happen. Nah, man, that guy killed me. <laughs> so we love basic, you, Juju. Yeah, I'm just kidding, Joey. Uh, <laughs> but it's subjective. But the the trick is, every time you do it, do it the same way. Consistency. And consistency. However, something that we should point out is that you cannot look at the tag size of vintage denim when you're buying no. vintage denim. No, 80s denim, Not older denim. Not even denim, most vintage in general. Don't ever feel bad about yourself because you're wearing X size and you think you're lower than that. Yeah, that's usually the case. So don't be discouraged by vintage sizing. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, in terms of sizing, you want to use a ruler or a measuring tape of yeah. some sort. laid out that's already flat. That's, flat. That's fixed to a surface. Yeah. And then you take what you button it up, zip it up, or button up everything, and then you measure from one end to the other. And usually normal jeans will be anywhere 15 inches, 16 inches, 14 inches, and all you do is take that number and you double it, and that's the waist size. Yes. And that's so. how you would measure normal denim. Now, it's trickier with the high-waist stuff. Um... So those you want to measure at the bottom pocket rivets. So maybe we should, this is pockets. like a good thing to do a video of. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. No, next question. It, it's not really a question. It's more of a list. Brands, sizing, which I feel like we already hit. What to look for, like pockets, stitching, etc. So I think that might be something better to show is pictures a, of. Asking what vintage is? I, she just listed things that she's looking to learn more about. Oh, gotcha. Because my question was, ask a denim-related question for this week's episode featuring art. Okay, so it's, okay. So, so she's more easiest, just like listing. Easiest yeah. way to tell if something is vintage is the zipper brand. Zipper brand. Zipper brands. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, 501s. So zipper brands will tell you quite a bit about when something was constructed. Uh, 70s, you're looking at Talon. You'll see a Talon 42 on there. Uh, you'll see Scoville, you'll see Conmar, you'll see Prentice, and those were used all the way down into the 50s and 40s. And then the shape of the zipper changes. If you got a bell-shaped zipper, now you're talking about 40s. So that's the easiest and fastest way for so anything zippers. other than a 501. Yeah. Yeah, zippers instantly. Pockets, pocket detail. I mean, if you're astute and you see uh, rivets, if you see oxidation, that's another way of telling something. Um, with Levi's, the back pocket in the 70s, 4 and down, they had a single stitch across the back pocket when you flipped it over. So that's with Levi's. Levi's is very, very, 
I wouldn't say tricky, but it's methodical. Oh yeah, there's a whole science to it. Oh no, and it, and it makes sense. The science makes sense. That's why you're doing your... this episode because it's not my cup of tea. I, know. I like I like, I like, I like looking at them and I like learning from you, but I just don't know if I could ever absorb it all myself personally. The easiest way to absorb it isn't to try to memorize it; it's try to understand the machinery, the equipment, and what was the going on. The... Yeah, what's yeah. going on in relation to our technology at the time, right. and it makes sense. Guys, there's some work being done next door, so if you hear any kind of feedback, like a low humming, that's what it is. Sorry, Sorry. about that. I actually had Art go tell them to turn their music down. <laughs> well, actually, he volunteered because he didn't want me going over there because he thinks I'm rude. So, um, yeah. Yeah, go figure. Anyways, okay, next question. Can you turn down your music? <laughs> what is your most favorite denim piece you've ever found unexpectedly That's do i still have, to have my favorite piece was very early probably i could tell you because we were at our sun valley warehouse so that would have been around 2003 2002 and it was a denim it was a denim vest that belonged mm-hmm. to a girlfriend of a hell's angel Oh, cool. So, and it was had the coolest patches, and then and it said property of Hitman. So I Googled this oh, guy shit. way back then, on the, and, and he was a legit enforcer. You know, he was killed, and it was spooky to have. What'd you do with it? Uh, we got it back to them because, when, you know, with biker gang stuff, you want to make sure they get it back because it belongs to them. And so we have a intermediary at the time that was friends with some of them because they would shop at his shop. And he got it to them, and then he comes back to us and says, hey, the guys want to know if you guys want anything for it. And we're like, well, how about some Harley shirts? If they have any used shirts, we'll take them. Next thing you know, they're like, they collected like 50 Harley shirts for us. And at that time, those were all the cool, unique ones, big size. Some were like muscle and some were like probably could fit an elephant. So I was just like, okay, I'm so glad we gave this jacket back. Yeah. Because I've heard horror stories of them showing up at shows and taking it. Oh, you've told me this. Now, oh, yeah, they'll take it. That's their property. Oh, that's... Oh. Well, you they earned those patches. So this was what I can't remember. It was if it said, okay, so Heaven's Devil. It was a it was a play. It was Hell's Angels, uh-huh. but the girls get a different name when they earn their patches. So it was really cool. Yeah, Interesting. it was an old Levi's jacket too. It was a a biggie, really cute, small denim, but the patches on it were beautiful. Yeah. That one always stuck with me. Yeah, I'm I was sure. like, Because it had a story. You're like, man, what does a hitman look like? What does he, what did he do? Yeah, that's... No, I know he didn't play baseball. Yeah. It's not <laughs> hitting balls. It's he might hitting... have. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> um, do you have any other thoughts you want to add before I start wrapping up? Yeah, right now it's a little tricky with vintage denim with Levi's because they've done so many reissues and so be careful just because you see a biggie tag it doesn't mean it's a biggie pant look at all the other things if you see a you know acetate tag inside saying vintage levi's it's not vintage yeah you know so just look for clues it's not one thing that's gonna do it you're gonna put all the pieces together and make an informed decision you know you got to tip the scale that way um and they made them really good just don't don't buy something for crazy money if you don't have all the facts. Okay. And if you ever find something, send us a picture and a question. You know, we'll be more than happy to help you. 
Yes, that's very true. Do you have to go unload this truck? I have to go unload okay. this truck. All right, Art's going to walk away. You want to say goodbye before I'm going to just keep doing my wrap-up? Bye, guys. Oh, and now Rafi's calling him. Jesus. So, guys, this is a testament to how busy Art is on a daily basis. <laughs> go ahead. Go. Thanks for listening. Afidasane. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, please don't forget to rate the show. Stars are great, but reviews are even better. I know I ask all the time, but it just helps with your rankings on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts are kind of um, this weird beast where you really don't see a lot of analytics coming in. So when I hear from you guys on Instagram or social media, it it really makes me feel great because I know you're listening and feeling engaged and following along in our story. So I really appreciate that. So don't forget to rate and review where you can follow us on instagram at my best vintage life podcast like i said i'm going to be posting some imagery and videos about the stuff we just talked about i know it's kind of hard to hear it um and then not see it so i'll get those posted as soon as i can um and then don't forget take care of yourself you can always use my Folane uh, ambassador code if you're looking to invest in some clean green beauty products uh, the code is REF, R-E-F underscore basic, bougie, Bridget, B-A-S-I-C, B-O-U-G-I-E, B-R-I-D-G-E-T. It's my personal Instagram name. Um, it's 15% off, so take care of yourself this summer. Get yourself some healthy sunscreen. I know this is a fashion-based podcast, but your body is everything. You won't be listening to a podcast if you're not alive, so skin cancer is dangerous it's deadly take care of your skin and i'm not even saying just buy sunscreen treat yourself to something nice they have really great products um you are important and self-care isn't selfish and also i have a new uh sign up form at the bottom of the website www.mybestvintagelifepodcast.com um i won't be spamming you i just thought it would be a fun way to send out some additional info and knowledge building uh, emails really that uh, would just you know further educate you on vintage so there, I have no intention of spamming you about anything I hate getting spam and it's I don't think it's something I would even be doing that frequently I just thought it would be a fun supplement to the podcast um, so that's really all I have for today um, I'm looking for more listener uh, submissions for stories. So if you could send any kind of photos you have with a story of a specific vintage item that you love, um, I would really, really like that. If I forgot anyone's and haven't done them, please let me know. I think I've done everything I've received up to this point in time. But if I forgot any, just let me know. And I'm sorry if I did. Um, that's really all I have for this week. So um, I hope you're all enjoying your summer. If your summer hasn't officially started yet, I hope it starts soon for you. And please stay safe. Don't be basic. Take care, guys. Until next time. Bye.